You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Hey, this is Ramses from Push the Point, the Mash Those Buttons official Overwatch League podcast. Tune in every Tuesday where me and my co-host Labosco break down player performances, storylines, and the league at large. Welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I am here with special guest, returning cast member, Blazing Bob. Hey, 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 Ja. Thanks for having me back. It's been a long time, but man, I was so excited when you told me you were recording on Wednesday and I could come guest. This is super exciting for me. Oh, yeah. I'm glad to have you here. And uh, with you here, not Kendra, there's no penis jokes this week. <laughs> nope, nope. I usually leave my penis out of it. You know, that's a private thing for me. But Kinder, you know, he just likes to lay it on the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kinder. Yeah, this is episode number 159. We are recording on May 22nd for release on May 23rd. Coming to you though, a bit of a day late. That's my fault. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, but we do have a few things to talk about. We got some quick updates. Uh, we're going to talk about the th- year three anniversary. No big surprise there. We knew it was coming. And we're also going to talk about no 222 for stage three of OWL. At least that's what's being reported right now. But we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and get into that. Before we do, though, I'd like to welcome anybody listening for the very first time. Thank you very much for checking out Watchpoint Radio. Uh, for the new guys, we do talk about Overwatch news and some competitive and esports, but the primary focus of the show is the community and the state of the game. If you enjoy the show, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash watchpoint radio, and you can follow us on Discord at discord.me slash mash those buttons. Well, you know, that's, that's not following us, that's joining the Discord for conversation, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, and as always, I want to thank any returning listeners. Thank you guys very much for checking out Watchpoint Radio, whether this is, this is your first free listener, 158th. Thank you guys very much. No new subscribers, no new patrons this week. Do have a bit of community feedback. It came from Twitter from Charles Clausen. He says, I am a 40-year-old with a family that plays Overwatch. Like playing competitive, I like playing competitive, but my time to do so is random. And being older, I don't have a real world friends that I play that I that I that play. I end up around 25, 40 every time. Don't want to drop to gold, so I stopped playing after placement matches. I agree that playing in a six stack is the best way to experience Overwatch, but I shouldn't have competitive taken away from me because me for me because my situation. I think creating a separate six stack only mode that has a higher rewards makes sense. So first of all, thank you for uh, you know replying and checking out the show, Charles. Uh, but I'm not sure. If because uh, we you know we talk about you know uh, like uh, making competitive six stack only, 
And I'm not sure if I'm getting the message across properly because when I say, you know, make it six stack only, that it's that's not the only stipulation, right? Like just make it six stacks, make everybody get groups before they get in, and that's it. Like I don't think I don't think competitive should be taken away from you either. Um just because you can't find a group of six people to play with, because uh, trust me, I know the older you get, the harder it is to find a six stack of people to to play with. People have lives, they've got kids. Time is important. Although I will say, you could join the Mash Those Buttons dis- Discord and and make some friends. I mean, they're all pretty friendly people there, and that is an option. But I understand not wanting to. Just put yourself out there. Like some people just don't want to make more more friends. They don't have time for it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. No, I, I totally get that. And I'm not saying somebody like in your situation uh, should have competitive taken away from you. Another part of if, if they were to do something like a six stack only queue or make competitive six stack only, part of the suggestion is that instead of, you know, ha- you know, instead of just being able to press a button and be able to get into a game, when you press that button for competitive, either it takes you into LFG or it just it doesn't it matches you up with people and puts you into like a pregame lobby. And there's a big difference with that between what's happening right now and putting you into a pregame lobby, because right now you have no control over who you play with. And in many cases, it's fine. People can work things out. They'll play what they want to They'll play. They'll, they'll come up with a comp. You win, you lose, whatever. But in many cases, like you're getting put in matches with, you know, three Anna mans. Well, you can only one person could play Anna, <laughs> you know, or you're going to be put into a game with somebody or a few people who aren't in comms and refuse to get in comms or refuse to communicate. You know, if you had people go into a pregame lobby first, at least you can see who you're playing with. Like, OK, well, these people aren't on voice comms. I'm out of here. These people won't communicate. I'm out of here. Or even they even if they are on voice comms or they. um will they will communicate if you guys can't come to terms with what kind of comp you want to run okay well i can't play with you guys because i play anna this guy plays anna i'll just step out it's not that big of a deal it gives you a level of control will it take longer to get into a competitive match sometimes yes it will uh but the matches you have on average will probably be of a better quality because to troll a game like that, right? To to throw a game that takes a level of trolling dedication to throw a game so, when yep. you have to <laughs> when you have to go into a pregame lobby. Like that guy or girl was dedicated to trolling. They're having a bad day, week, month, year, life, whatever, <laughs> you know. Yep. And uh, they are dedicated to trolling, and um, that that may happen sometimes, but it will definitely help the problem of people just like mm, quick play or competitive. Fuck it, competitive, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, so you're basically talking something more along the lines of of a MOBA lobby where you're you're loading in and you're kind of you like like maybe you have something that you're able to put above your head that shows the main role that you want, the main role you're good at, you know, some way to like for people to easily see. Oh, dang! I just queued in. We have four DPS here. Maybe I should just back out so they only have three and i'll try and get on a different team or something you're talking something like i'm that. I'm, I'm open to that too like yeah like that too <laughs> like i have always been for even if like you know they put in a role preference it'll help the matchmaker if this person wants to play dps match them with one other dps two tanks two heals at minimum yep. at minimum and then it, it still gives you the freedom to do crazy compositions if you need it you know it does 
but so you're, just, um, you're just wanting a staging area to yes figure it out basically what looking for group is but just one that's required for people to use and so yeah you're not right. required to start with six you're required to just form a plan before moving in or at least you know accept the team that you're given right exactly because the problem with lfg now is that it's i, I think i used the term earlier it was, it was it's like obamacare right everybody's got to be in it for it to work <laughs> you know <laughs> if everybody's not in it then it's not going to work properly and that's the problem with lfg now you have a lot of people who just open the game and immediately when they open the game they hit competitive get into the queue and that is the end of it but if everybody was forced into a sixth, like not uh, like a, you know, like a, a a game lobby, at the least, you know, it, your queue time shouldn't be that long. You know, your queue time sh- shouldn't be that bad or that long. Um, so that's that's what I'm saying. I don't think. Yeah, I'm not saying. Hey, you know, fuck you, Charles. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you you don't get to play Overwatch because you don't have six friends. Like, no, that's that's not the uh, that's not what's going on, man. Uh, I just think. Whenever I, I kind of talk uh, about that, like my goal is to get better quality matches, you know, better quality matches. And one of the reasons why we have the match quality we do is because it's just too accessible. You know, somebody can get tilted in a match and be like, fuck, it, I'm gonna throw this match because as soon as it's done, I'm just gonna hop into another match. Like I'll, I'll, I will bail on this one mentally and I'll just play the next one for real. You know, yep. but it doesn't, it's, it's never for real. Is it Bob? It's always <laughs> tilted all the time. <laughs> so, I mean, the chances of at least one person on your team being tilted is pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So especially like at where you are, that 25, 40, that gold platinum border is dangerous, man. <laughs> that yes, is the, it definitely it is danger. Is, will Robinson. Oh, it is the da- it's the most dangerous border in Overwatch. I will I will tell you that much. Because yeah, I mean, you you're gonna find like in that area, you you are gonna find some pretty mechanically good people that are bad teammates, and that's why they're there and not and not up higher. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I think you got a lot of practice accounts in that in that rank. You know, I <laughs> like it, I've, it, I've got four of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like my. Uh, I mean, my I've been practicing Sombra, and that's been going as as well as I thought. Like I started the season at like high twenty nine hundreds, and that account right now is like sitting at twenty six hundred. So you know, you're getting like, so you're getting better. I've, yeah, been, yeah. I've been practicing ball, and it feels like I'm getting worse. <laughs> but I'm trying. I'm trying hard. I've tried to be good at every tank because right. I feel you know we'll talk about the roll queue thing later. But I feel if a roll queue does come in, being able to play every tank sets me sitting pretty yes it, it does and yeah like so we, we won't dive into that now we'll get into it a little bit later but once again thanks for responding charles i know we, we're like a week late too like i think you did this like not well, obviously there was no episode last week so uh, oh yeah i forgot to apologize for that sorry about the no episode last week guys it just uh it didn't really uh work out last week uh, and on top of that, I, I was expecting to have a community episode out, but I just need to edit it a bit more for it to be ready. So I wasn't able to put anything out last week. So my apologies for that. You know, you can always can... ask ask me for help there. Like if I'm free, I don't mind doing something small like that from time to time. Okay, I'll keep I'll keep that in mind. It's like, yeah, it's like the community episodes are a little different because you generally, um, you're generally with people who don't podcast, right? So. Uh, the, the mistakes you come across are, are a little bit different. So, 
Um, Could be good practice, but yeah, ga- like gaming headsets are always hard to work with. Right, in, in some cases, yeah, yeah. All right, so let's move on to our quick update. So the first quick update, which was a surprise to me, I found out this today as I was uh, taking a break and trying to play, you know, a little Overwatch. Havana is in comp. Havana is in comp. That being said, this is what happened to me when I played the map. And uh, mind you, this account that I was playing on is like sitting at 2,600, like I just said. I didn't think, this is like, this is like a low platinum, right? You would think that everybody, I don't know, maybe I'm just assuming too much. E- even at low platinum, you would think that people would know that you take the high ground. You take the high ground. You know? In every case you possibly can. That's, yes. As a general rule of thumb, there are Yes, everything in Overwatch, there are specific cases where, no, it's not a good idea. But it, a general one of the main general rules in Overwatch is high ground is better than low ground. Yeah. So, you know, we start on defense. We go. I run upstairs to the – because that's what people have actually been complaining about on Havana, that the defense has too much of an advantage on that high ground, especially if you put a Bastion behind a Reinhardt shield – with Bastion's buffs and his current state, like he is a goddamn sniper. Yeah, or <laughs> a Bastion, Arissa, Hog, Baptiste. Yeah, Could be exactly. Pretty like mean that, on the high ground, right there. That's a that's a pretty that's a that's a rock solid like bunker comp there, you mm-hmm. know. And um, I run upstairs, and then I'm just kind of like at first I'm just expecting people to <laughs> come upstairs. I was like, it makes total sense, right? And then we have like, you know, I think like t- uh, 20 seconds left. And nobody's up there with me. I'm playing soldier. I'm practicing soldier right now. And I'm like, why aren't you guys on the high ground? And the Reinhardt says, we don't need the high ground. And I'm like, how do I respond to that? I'm like, but you you do need the high ground. Have you not <laughs> seen Star Wars Episode 3? Anakin, I've got the high ground. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you always need the high ground. It's like, how do I argue with that, like, no, you definitely need the high ground. I was like, no, we don't. We're fine down here. I'm like, but you're not fine. <laughs> but you're not fine down there. Well, I mean, and what you, happened? You could be go fine, ahead. maybe. But it's a they better fine, idea <laughs> to go up top. It's just a better idea. Yeah, sometimes you can get away with crappy play. But the better play is going to be high ground. Yeah. And, and for the record, they were not fine, Bob. They got rolled down there. <laughs> they got absolutely stomped down below. Um, we still beat the team, like we team, because on the first half of the map, they almost got the third point. They almost got the third point. But what I did right before they moved into that last section is I went Bastion. I actually ran back, turned to Bastion, came back because they were there. No, nobody was taking their Reinhardt down. Nobody else was shooting at the shield. So I actually, for this last point in Havana, if you haven't played it in the in that last area where you fought those bots during um, Storm Rising. Uh, if anybody remembers it, they're these two high grounds that uh, you basically uh, like as the people are coming in, they can't see you, but you can see them. And so I just sat my bastion there and I just kept killing them as they were trying to come in. Eventually, they got me when like four of their team members jumped on me because that's the type of support I was getting. <laughs> you know, like four team members jumped on me. Was that point and two defense that you're talking about? This is point three one? defense. Point, point three. Point three. This is like where the helicopter is supposed to be. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And they kill me once. I come back out. They, they've almost touched it. They're like the, the point, I, I have my ultimate at this point. I come out and boom, I'm able to kill them. We clear the point and they literally have like less than a meter to push in. And um, I wasn't going to do it, 
But somebody was talking trash on the other team. They said, oh, you're trash without Bastion. Like, Bastion is such trash, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay. So I went Ash instead. Now, I play Ash at close to a diamond level. <laughs> like, close to a diamond level. I'm not going to land with diamond I'll, Ash. Focus. I think a lot of people are still sleeping on how good Ash can be. Like, I just know from when I play Plazer, we just win. I mean, it's nuts. Yeah, like, Ash is all about positioning, too, you know. Well, as DPS in general is about about positioning. But if you can position yourself and they, like, in a way where they can't see you that well, but you can see enough of them, dude, she's dangerous. Especially when they're in an engagement, they're fighting on the point or they're, they're fighting on the payload. I can see the payload and, okay, well, you've already taken 50% damage, two shots from me, and you're dead. Like, that assist damage is huge. Yeah, and that's well, basic. yeah. Go and ahead. then on top of that, like, if you... You know, if it's a bunker comp or a a heavy tank lineup, like if you get use of that dynamite, I mean, you could do some major damage. The th- that's another thing, like because they they were playing in a comp where they were kind of brawling. So me throwing the dynamite into the middle of their group and shooting the dynamite, I'm hitting four of them. There's four of them burning. My, I was getting alts all the time, you know. And yeah, I just dominated them as Ash, which I, when I play that account, I try not to play characters that I'm, I'm good at or characters that I already know I'm kind of good at, right? That account, that's yep. why it's in that rank. What it is, cause I try to play characters I'm not good at to practice. Um, but like, yeah, I just played it. Dude, I, th- I, I had like 60 eliminations by the time we were done. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, dude, like, if, and at the end of the game, I just typed dive the Ash. <laughs> and there was no reply. There was no reply because they left me alone the entire time. I'm kind of bummed. So. You talk about eliminations. I'll never beat my record. I think my record was 77, but it was oh, done yeah. in the time where you could go five maps on control. Oh yeah. So like yeah, I'm it's... never going to beat that. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. That's that. That that'll be that'll be a hell of a game, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> I'm able mean... to beat it. Yeah, because, I mean, anybody who played at that time, probably their their record sits at that time because those games could go on for 45 minutes. Yeah, you get, like, you know, 30K, 40K heels, like like it was nothing, you know. So I missed those days somewhat. I'm still of the opinion I know, that you, should be fine. Yeah, you, you, you <laughs> loved those. You loved those. I'm still of the opinion, you know, we fought about it forever, but I'm still of the opinion yeah. that I like it the way it is now. Yeah, when I'm in a rush, I don't mind it. I'm wishy washy. <laughs> you know, I'm saying, ah, that's fine. Maybe we should Quick do loss. it in a uh, game, a game night sometime. Because uh, the one, the one argument that I definitely agree with is the fact that in its current model, there's a chance you don't play one of the maps, and so I think right. that is kind of a bummer. Um, right, and that's the only part I don't like about it. But I mean, the only reason I didn't like it before was just the amount of time it took. If there was like a countdown or something. Where they could make it faster or something. I don't know, but that was, that was the main reason. That was the biggest complaints. Yeah, that was one of the biggest complaints is the time it was taken. But I'm like, I don't, it doesn't matter. It's fucking competitive. <laughs> you <know>? you, <laughs> you need this, to be dedicated. You, you would get the same amount of SR though for your 15 True. minute match as opposed to your 45 well, minute match. The the fix to that is be better and beat the team faster. <laughs> <laughs> yep. True. 3-0, right? Yeah, exactly. Beat, beat them faster. Uh, let's see what else. Oh yeah. So I've, over the last few weeks, I've been saying, I'm surprised there's no workshop database or workshop database websites that have popped up. And finally, uh, thanks to some community members, I think one came from Miggy and the other one who else put one in, uh, um, oh, man of class. They both mentioned, um, 
some modding websites or some modding databases, they, they you know, you can go check them out. It's overwatchmodding.com and workshop.elohell.gg are both are both all workshop databases. So I checked them out oh, and right now. Oh, James. go ahead. Go ahead, bro. Uh, yeah, Jane, yeah, for me. Okay, oh, yeah. so yeah, Elo Hell also has a huge spot in their Discord where they talk about it. And there's a big there's a big Reddit. I don't think it's its own subreddit though yet. Maybe though. Probably. I mean if if it's not, it will be. So right now it's they're pretty, I'm not gonna say that they're bare bones. Like they definitely get the job done. Like you can look up uh you can look up popular mods and stuff like that. I'm sure they'll iterate it over time. Like I was looking at it and I had to temper myself like well, if I would have did it, I would have did it like this. And then my <laughs> other self was like, well, you didn't do it, bitch. Shut up. <laughs> oh, and an, a, another thing to note, the codes work both on console and on uh, PC. There was a big yes. a big thing where console people thought they weren't going to get work uh, workshop. You should have it now. So well, they should have enjoy. listened to Watchpoint Radio because I told them ahead of time like, it's going to work on both. <laughs> I, I mean, I think most content creators have put out that you know information, but you know, not everybody listens to podcasts and watches YouTube. But that is definitely something that they're going to be able to do, which is kind of neat for right, yeah, like aspiring. I'm just thinking about the 13 year old kid who is actually a whiz at programming and doesn't know it yet. And is going to jump in and just create something awesome because they have the op the opportunity. They didn't have enough money to have a p a PC, but they do have an X an Xbox. So right, it's just going to make the pool even bigger. Yeah, and even even if um, you know, you, this isn't like straight up programming, but it's you can still get a lot of the logic behind it, like event logic and stuff like that. And that's a tremendous that's a tremendous help. You know, like, so like, one of the biggest problems in programming is like keeping the logic in check. Like there's so many tools to draw graphs and charts and stuff like that to try to keep your logic going, uh, you know, to keep track of it. And if you can, if this, this introduces people to, I think it'd be cool. What, what I would really love, uh, and I don't know if the Overwatch team is going to be able to do this or like, you know, we'll see, we'll see what, like what I would love a pipe dream would be a, an external tool to be able to build these scripts. Like to do it without being in the game itself, yeah. Because it doesn't sound like a lot, but that would actually really help people not having to go into Overwatch and being able to build custom tool or use custom tools for these scripts. If I'm not mistaken, that's how the Warcraft Three one was. Like the like it was a separate EXE. Oh yeah, it was a, se- it was a separate EXE. Yeah, so it, it was different. I think because I do believe they're going to make map modding right i believe at some point I, yeah that's i think it's got to be on the table what they what they're probably going to do is break down the assets of the game and make it so that you can put them back together i don't think it's going to be like hammer or and that's that's what the uh the half-life 2 engine uses uh, or sorry the source the source engine uses or like unreal where you can import your own assets because you know you need to use the assets that are in the game i think um they will probably break those down and you can probably build your own maps and stuff like that. Uh, I think that's the next step. What I would love to be the next step is if you can, if you can do mods on stuff like the user interface and then also make those available in, in games outside of the workshop. That's what I think would be huge. I've heard somebody is either working on or has a beta model of a, a, in, you know, enhanced stat tracker. Uh, really? does it work in like comp but like they've right. got it built into the custom 
games. And that's what you've been asking for forever is better stats. Like, I don't know if, if you've found any game modes you really love. Timeless turned me on to uh, uh, a Reinhardt practice one, which is really neat. You're really only practicing Reinhardt Shatter and Reinhardt Charge. But like Reinhardt spawns around you in a circle and you have to hear the audio cue turn and stop his hammer or sometimes he charges. And in that case, you have to, you know, counter charge. And it's just really good for reaction timing where there was no way to really practice Ryan, like do a, a warm up for Ryan B, B4. And this is really, really right. neat. I don't know if yeah. you've played any that you like really like, but that one was really cool. The Super Smash Brothers one was kind of lame, but like it was neat that they were able to make it. Yeah, I played one that I thought was kind of cool, and essentially it was, it was like an old west draw game, right? Where you have two McCrees and they're standing across from each other, and the first McCree to uh, hit Q. They can shoot, but if the other McCree hits Q first and shoots, they do more damage to the other McCree. Like, if you're the second one to draw, you do more damage than the first. Interesting. So, yeah, it was actually kind of, it was, it was a pretty fun, that, that was pretty fun to do. Yeah. Also, the AIM trainers, which you know I've wanted forever. Like, when they yeah. talked about the Overwatch League at first, they talked about a, co a combine, and I thought, oh, they're going to have little games where they you know, just show their mechanical skills off. You know, they'll have like platforms where Genji has to make it to different spots in a certain amount of time. Right, yeah. They got that. They got Lucio races. They got ball races. And I mean, this thing's only been in PTR, right? For like a little over a month. But think yeah. of all the stuff we have. Now it's live. I mean, the future holds a lot of neat stuff to to come. Yeah, the community can build something that could draw a huge audience. I mean, just if somebody in, would have thought of this, you know, a while back, if somebody could have <laughs> thought about, you know, giving mod tools to the community, then, you know, Jeff would have listened and, you know, this could have all been something we've had for years now. But, you know, who could who could have possibly yeah. thought of something I, I mean, like I that? I don't know I mean, anybody who thought of that. I mean... <laughs> it is outrageous the, the, uh, the anarchy anarchy bob for any new uh listeners out there that uh didn't listen to the show before ja was asking for mod tools almost every episode we were basically making it a drinking game like so when jeff said that nobody's asked for this feature I just started cracking up, like hysterically <laughs> laughing. And my wife's looking at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, what? Do you not know who I'm thinking of that asked for this? And she goes, oh, yeah, John. I was like, yeah, are you kidding me? <laughs> I asked for it a lot. I've been asking for mod tools since the game came out, dude. You need to listen to more podcasts because it's not like this isn't one of the, the biggest podcasts. So you need to listen to more podcasts, Jeff. <laughs> Oh, dude, like, it's really funny. Like, but yeah, I'm I'm glad it's here, and I'm glad that we have a workshop database because the more people, the more accessible this is, right? The more people are gonna play it, the more people who are gonna try to build things, and yeah, a lot of it's gonna be garbage. Let's be honest, a lot of it will be garbage, but there's gonna be some game modes. Like somebody made, um, what a three capture point, uh, what you call which it? is um, I've been asking for forever. The three yeah, capture like, point, like if yeah. you're familiar with World of Warcraft, it's uh like 
the smaller one, not Alteric Valley, but the one with only three capture points, like right, uh, yeah. uh, uh, Battlefield did it forever. Like basically, if you hold three of them, you're accumulating points extremely fast. If you hold two, you're accumulating faster. You know, it's like 33% to each. So right, yeah. you want to be holding at least two at a time. And that, I thought that was neat as heck. Yeah, that, I thought that was cool that somebody, you know, they did make that, you know. One thing that I do think is going to happen that hasn't happened yet is I think people will start adjusting character stats, like tweaking character stats more so so they be so they're, they're more changes. balanced. Yep. Exactly. Like, no, we need to play like this. Uh, you know, and then maybe running tournaments and stuff like that. So I think that, that we're gonna start seeing that soon. Uh, because like while it, it's not necessarily the easiest thing to do, it ain't is not that difficult. Like if you're gonna keep the map exactly the same, but just tweaks and balance that's like, well, Brick heals this much and does this much damage, and now her stun uh, only lasts this long, and you know stuff like that. And even further, now her stun only goes six meters instead of eight meters. Tweaks right. like that because you could change damage stuff and stuff in the actual custom games. You could change like total health. Uh, health healing from health packs, health healing from team. You could change those things before, but now you can actually change the way the move works. And that's where it really changes the, the game. You can make Anna's nade go only half of the distance and have a different arc. Right, exactly. Like so that that I think we're gonna start seeing that and hopefully this will help the, the Overwatch team balance the game a little bit better. So we can only hope it. We can only put it hope. in the community's hands. I've been saying it. <laughs> put it put it in their hands and they did to a degree so we'll see if they listen uh last thing for quick updates which actually hasn't been so quick since we've been talking about stuff but um there's currently a bug with ash at right now ash does not gain alt charge while bob is on the field that is not supposed to be happening she is supposed to gain alt charge while bob is on the field in my opinion, that's the way it should be. Like, she should not get all charged while Bob is on the field. I was just, <laughs> like, I don't really have an opinion on this one because I don't play Ashy enough to know, really, you, you know, to have an opinion. But, like, as an avid, avid listener of Watchpoint Radio, I could tell you that this is one of the tweaks that you and Dude thought that would, would be a good change is to where she doesn't gain ult while Bob's on. Right, exactly. I mean... It makes sense, right? Because who else gains ult charge while their ult is active? Not Anna, you know. Which, if anybody should gain ult charge while their ult is active, it should be Anna. Slow her ult charge down. Or slow her like uh, you know uh, charge rate a little bit, but let her charge ult while somebody is amped or uh, Symmetra. Not Symmetra. Um, was it uh, uh Sombra? Also, doesn't gain ult charge while her ult is in use. Yep. You know, I've so, actually. When you guys first talked about this, I had a debate with Mel uh, during the live broadcast on uh, twitch.tv slash match those buttons, where I talked about I was really ag against your call. But then Melissa just pointed out, wouldn't it be better if just everybody didn't generate alt? while you know, while their ultimate was active and then it'd be just a rule you could just know and not have to be like oh this character does this character doesn't right. and just and i was like you know that's a really good point that's a, yeah so i yeah. I really can't argue with you 
Yeah, you know, like, and it's not like Ash, even, so let's say Bob is out, right? And as Ash, you whiff every shot. <laughs> you know, you don't get any ult charge while Bob is out. It still doesn't take long to get Ash's ult charge back up. If you're getting dynamite hits, you farm some tanks, you know, like you'll have your ult back in no time. Well, and if you think about it, it's kind of unfair because Bob is the seventh player on the field and everybody's looking at Bob at that point, even like Reinhardt Shields pointing towards it, gives you a yep. lot of just free shots to, to build up more ult. So exactly. I do get it. Yeah, I, 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 I think I'm on you and dude's side. Yeah. So, but yeah, that is a bug right now. The game is currently balanced for Ash. <laughs> and they're going to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, the funniest thing is the dev... Bill Warnicky, you know, wrote that, hey, this is a bug. We're working on it. Uh, Ash will be able to generate ult charge while Bob is active. Once the bug is is fixed. And then the first comment is, ult generation during Bob is actually intended? Question mark? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so I don't know when they're going to fix it. I don't know how how game breaking they consider that alt the ash isn't getting her alt charge but hopefully it's not a high priority i mean they took six months to fix reinhardt chatter <laughs> you know take your time with this one guys <laughs> i mean is it truly even really fixed like i watch so much overwatch league it's hard to tell sometimes how reinhardt shatter didn't work i'm like what just happened you know like i have to actually watch the vod back to see what happened so it's it's not fully fixed, but I think it's a different issue now. Like I've seen Reinhardt shatters, like it almost looks like the shatter follows somebody around a corner. That's what it kind of looks like because of the way the waves go. But what I think is happening is that the shatter is going underneath the asset. It's actually going underneath what the corner was. I think that's. Uh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, so I, I think some they assets have, like a, different... have a hard quarter, some don't. Maybe. Yeah, so that's. That's what I think is happening with, with the Reinhardt Shatter sometimes. Because sometimes I'm getting like, yo, that shit just like tracked me down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I so. find it weird around pillars. Yeah. Like I find that I'm able to hit them when I feel like they're on the other side of the pillar. I'm not really arguing when, you know, it works in my favor. But yeah. <laughs> I feel like they're hiding behind the pillar and still getting hit by it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not too upset when I get a good shatter. When I get a shatter. And I think I shouldn't have. I'm just shaking my head like, it's a damn shame as I'm charging the person, you know, <laughs> to, to, to kill them at that point. Like, oh, man, I'll say a couple words for you. But um, <laughs> let's go ahead and move on to the year three anniversary. Obviously, we saw this coming. Got to be honest, though, expected a bit more news when it came to the three year anniversary. Expected a dev update. Yeah, and I wh got why? Why, Jeff? We want to hear you say. Hey, this is Jeff from the Overwatch team. Even though you're the VP at 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 Blizzard, you're you're one of the VPs, which they never talk about. But I found out recently. Yeah, yeah, he's still cr fucking creative developer of Overwatch, though. <laughs> like, you know, it's it's the money maker. Say, you know, or have somebody do a well, dev update. Bring the guys with the cups back. No, no, <laughs> you know, we something. need Jeff. Jeff, like Dino Flask. Uh, hasn't had a new video for a while. We need new content so he can make something funny. Come on, do it. And that's all Jeff's fault. That is true. That, that is, is true. Yeah. That is I mean, he can't do Jeff's it fault. without Jeff. 
That is true. Yeah, it's not the same with the guys with the cups. <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> and if you're new to Overwatch, you got to go back and watch the 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 network uh, dev up that they did where they introduced trust the shooter, my most hated mechanic in netcode of all time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but um, yeah. So I, I got to be honest, we were expect, expecting some information. I don't know. Like it really feels like they've kind of been when they do talk. It almost feels like they over promise a little bit. Like, you know, Jeff did say, okay, well, we have a new feature coming that, you know, nobody's really asking for. That was workshop. That was a big feature. Thank you very much, Overwatch team, for putting that in. But then he's talking about, you know, um, there's going to be additional updates that they were going to be putting into the game in the week. Like, they made it seem like they were going to be dropping an update like almost every week going to the anniversary. And that just, that hasn't really happened. They literally um, didn't even say anything about the and they didn't even do their normal tweets leading up to it until the All Star game for the Overwatch League was over. It was like right. they they were on a like required silence. That's just yeah, a like, guess, speculation. Yeah, because I didn't start seeing stuff pop up for the anniversary until like Saturday or Sunday, I think. I was also doing a huge mail migration for my regular job, so I, my head was kind of down. Um, so yeah, that, that may be the reason, but I didn't really didn't see anything until like Saturday or Sunday. And, um, yeah, I thought like once Tuesday hit, I was like, okay, they, they're probably gonna give us an anniversary update, even just to say happy three year anniversary. Here's what's going on. Here's kind of what we, you know, we're kind of, you know, planning for the future maybe. Um, cause normally from here, if they didn't say, if they didn't say anything from here, we have Gamescom. But they confirmed they are not going to Gamescom this year, which actually, that's a question mark on a few things for me. One, Gamescom is normally when they release a new map and when they release a new cinematic. And are they still going to release a map and a cinematic, even though they're not going to Gamescom? And it's basically their their EU BlizzCon presence, you know what I mean? Yes, it is, usually. And I mean the obvious. Well, the obvious thing to say, anything to say there is that okay. Well, they're holding. They're just holding everything for BlizzCon. Which okay, I get it. I would, I would expect something good for BlizzCon. Uh, but like you know, what are you gonna do? Like, are, are we still on schedule to get a cinematic and a map like we have the last few years at that time? But we'll see. Uh, but so, yeah, well, back to my original point though that you know since there is no Gamescom, there's no news right now. I mean, technically speaking, they could drop news any time. But the times you want to drop news when all eyes are on you, people are going to be, there's more eyes on you during the anniversary. There's more eyes on you during Gamescom. There's more eyes on you during BlizzCon. So I think it's logical to expect that there's not going to be an announcement, any announcements until BlizzCon, unless they do announcements before the anniversary is over. But I would have expected that if they were going to make some announcements, they'd do it at the start of the anniversary. Or if they, I mean... I guess they could do an announcement, you know, start of stage three of the Overwatch League. Jeff has come on prior in true, season true. one with announcements, but yeah, it's it is definitely weird. A lot of people are pissed. You're not the only one pissed. Like there's a lot of people pissed. And along with this patch, no no changes to any uh any balance. So I guess you know, they're they're good with where it's at right now, or... Well, the Overwatch team thinks that the game is balanced well the way it is. The community mm-hmm. disagrees. 
I think Activision yeah. tells him to say <laughs> the game's balanced. <laughs> I don't know. Like Blizzard, a lot of people blame Activision for the shit that happens at Blizzard. But the thing about Blizzard is like they they like compared to the other developers that work for Activision, Blizzard has worked pretty independently on their own since the Activision Blizzard merger. I mean, you, you know? make a good point. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, they're the only ones allowed to have their name in with Activision, Activision Blizzard, you know? Yeah. Well, that's the merger. The merger was between Activision and Blizzard, turned them into the largest publisher of video games in the world. You know, like with Activision was like, had a, had, had some very, very lucrative properties, but I don't think their staff was that large. Blizzard has an incredibly large staff, and you combine the two. And boom, now you have the largest game publisher in the world. But um, yeah, Blizzard has acted autonomously for quite some time. But it's not like just like they're doing things. Like, it's not like it's just Overwatch that people are unhappy with, right? People are unhappy with hap- what happened with HOTS. People are unhappy with what's going on in Warcraft. And a lot of that stuff was put in place, you know, for a while. I, I a while will ago. say, I saw a screenshot today. There were 75... Uh, 75 was it million or 75,000? It had to be a thousand. 75,000 viewers on Twitch watching World of Warcraft vanilla. Oh, yeah. Yeah, watching <laughs> people play the the beta of the uh, World of Warcraft classic. Uh, I, I think am curious. Yeah, I think that's not going to last long, but like it's, inter- I'm curious it's interesting. I'm curious to see how, many, how long people play that because it's one of those things that you watch with rose-colored glasses you know what i'm saying i'm totally gonna play till at least level 30 and then i might just keep or at least level 29 and then i might just keep what was called a uh i forget what they called it not a smurf but like you would just basically level up a character get all the epic and blue gear that you possibly could at level 29 for that character and then you would just do uh, uh battlegrounds at level 29 so you're in with everybody uh, level 20 to 29 and you're just a monster i mean yeah. <laughs> so like i'll probably do that i'll probably level up a paladin or a warrior and do and do that and then i'll get to play through you know like all the really nostalgic parts but not have to go through the super grind of 29 to 60 because i don't think right. i'm gonna do that yeah i think like i forget like as much as warcraft is still a time sink it was way worse back then. Oh, yeah. Way it actually worse. made people work together. You know, you talk about not having yeah. friends to play with. You just had to make them there because you weren't going to complete the shit without them. Yeah. But thank you for listening to Wild Talk. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, I mean. Sorry about that. I just thought about that. and I thought that was crazy. Yeah, no no problem. Yeah, but like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I am a bit disappointed that, you know, because I just... We, I, I would like to say that I know something's on the way. Like it's gotta be on the way because they've been so quiet. Like they used to, they used to communicate with the community all the time, all the time. And now that it's just been really quiet, there's been talks about they're well, they're gonna try this, they're gonna try that, they're gonna do these different things. Or they, they even Jeff said they're working on feature content. You know, that's what he said in the last. Uh, actually, I think it was a dev update. Or did he say it in a forum post? I can't remember. Where I think it he separate. said it. Uh, they've been doing that thing where the devs go and 
play some quick the, play games streamer, with streamers and stuff. What do they call it? The streamer in-house something. streamers, something like that. They basically bring them into the Blizzard, you know, studio. The streamer residency. That's yeah, it. yeah, that's residency. it. So yeah, it was it was on a streamer residency that that they were doing that. And I mean, I mean that's cool and all, but I got to be honest, I just rather I just rather get a regular dev update so I don't have to watch somebody else or or go to somebody like a forum post to get what you said. Yeah, yeah, you, <laughs> you, know? you have to sift through or you have to watch a YouTube creator's content on what they sifted yeah. through. Exactly. So like they said they are working on feature content, which is great. And I, I, I that's what leads me to believe they're working on something. I'm just like, look, you don't have to have it ready now. <laughs> you don't have to have it ready now. But a lot of the community, they're upset, they're frustrated, and all you have to do is give us an idea of what you're working on. Tell us the roadmap of what you're doing. I mean, I understand that some stuff is in flux. I get it. I totally understand it. But you got to have something concrete. If yep. if Blizzard doesn't have something concrete for the, if they don't have a developer roadmap internally, they don't have a certain uh, you know a certain concrete. If they don't have things like in development, some things in testing, and some things in production, they will probably be the only developer that doesn't do that in, in the entire planet. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? And- like like. And maybe you don't come through on something that you say you're working on. Oh, okay. So you take some flack, man up. I mean, like, yeah, like, yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, you, there has to be something in stone that you know you're going to be delivering, right? Uh, it's just really hard for me to believe that they're, because I mean, you're still getting paid by Blizzard. Activision, when, when they laid off all those like communications and marketing people, they doubled down on developers. They wanted more work going into development. So you, you, they, well, they, they got to have something. Just give us a roadmap. <laughs> and if you give a, a roadmap, you might find out that the community doesn't want something that you're working on. So maybe yeah. you save time and don't even, you know, you, you moved to, to something else because you just got some valid information from your, from the fans of your game. Absolutely. Yeah. It just it blows my mind that they won't communicate. And even if something's not ready, they can say they can tell us like, you know, like, for example, last year, right last year, when they talked about the additional when they released LFG and they said, hey, there's some additional social features coming, but probably not until like September. Everybody's like, OK, cool. Now, it didn't happen, which is fine. I get well, actually, no, I'm not OK with what I'm not OK <laughs> with it because here, let me retract that in this <laughs> In this particular instance, I wasn't okay with it because, uh, well, okay, let's put it like this. They never said they were going to put a clan system in. That's what was like, you know, insinuated or maybe not even insinuated, but that's what what people thought. Like, we're going to get a clan or guild system or something. And then when BlizzCon came around, we didn't have it. And Jeff was saying, well, you know, doing a clan or guild system would be really tough because we'd have to, you know, integrate it with battle.net and we want to have something that integrates across all games. And we're just like, no, no, that's too big, too big, small, small, just Overwatch. We That's yeah. fine. Small. Yeah, we just need something to Overwatch. <laughs> and honestly, people that play the different games, I don't know that you'd want to be in your same World of Warcraft guild exactly. in Overwatch. You know what I mean? Exactly. So no, like it, it's 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 the same thing. Like, it, it was just too much. That's why I do have a little bit of a problem with that. But ha- it hasn't stopped me from playing Overwatch. It hasn't. I haven't sent any nasty emails or anything like that. Hasn't. I haven't sent a nasty gram to Blizzard. You know. 
I talk about it on my podcast, but fuck, it's my podcast. You know, what am I? <laughs> I can do it's it on my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but I mean, but yeah, I mean, like the last year was a perfect example. It's like people, like when they announced that, like, you know, that there was going to be additional social features coming. It wasn't like the community was like, well, we want it now. You got to give it to us now. We need it right now. This thing that we don't know what it is, we need it now. It, that wasn't the case. Everybody was like, okay, cool. We got something to look forward to. You gave us a bit of a roadmap and that kept people um, satiated for a while. But now we have no information. Like you've just given us nothing. And that leads people to believe that the game is going to stay the way it is, which a lot of people are not happy with the current competitive system, whether it be the SR element of it. Or it'd be the smurfing element of it, or it'd be you know not being able you know the role element of it. Like there's so many different things that pick one. You could pick pick one of them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep, like yep. It, it makes it makes somebody happy, but we don't know what you're working on, and that's kind of that, that's kind of the problem here. Yep. So one one thing they did uh, it did definitely come through on though was at least they came through on the skins. They always they have did. the best skins for this one. And they definitely well, came through. I have a theory about that because last year, I think the the skins we got for Blizzard World were better than the anniversary. Even though the anniversary skins weren't bad, don't get me wrong. You, but I do well, think the Blizzard skins were a bit better. The you, Blizzard World skins. Do you think that's fair though? Because like they were giving us all the throwbacks to our old game. You know, you know, Zarya, Diablo, and the StarCraft one for. Uh, for a few different people, for Widow and for uh, or for Arissa, and just the like little throwback things that have nostalgia, you know. No, you make an excellent point. That's 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 a good point too. That it weren't it was nostalgic and stuff like that. Um, there is one thing that I noticed that you know, besides the legendaries, there appears to be a theme each year for some of the epics. Like you know, I think like you know the 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 theme last year was like white and orange colored, uh, you know, epics. Whereas this year it's like carbon fiber colored epics. That's what I've, like at least two, at least two characters have carbon. Their, uh, their, uh, skins are called carbon fiber and divas midnight skin looks like close to carbon fiber, you know? So I think that's the kind of, they kind of, maybe they do a theme every year besides the legendaries, but the legendary, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I I oh, okay. I, I uh, wasn't gonna say anything, but I mean I can. Oh no, the, I thought you were gonna say something. <laughs> the diva skin that would break the internet, Jeff. You overpromised on that one, Jesus man. Like that maybe for people that are into schoolgirl out uh, outfits, but I mean, like yeah, that was, that was a huge uh, overpromise. Um, yeah, K-pop would have been would have I would have believed that was internet breaking just because of how big it is around the world. But like the schoolgirl uniform, I don't know, man. Yeah, no, like that was that was a big overpromise. I think it says a lot about what he thinks about his audience. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I know. I'm just like <laughs> it's just kind of like oh, like are we supposed to fap to this? Like, is that what he was talking about? Yeah, because, there's, like it, there's a lot of people that play this game that are in the 25 to 35 demographic. And I think most of us have gotten over our schoolgirl uniform yeah. fetish. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm not into cheerleaders anymore either. You know, like, yeah. I mean, it look to me, it looks cool. I, I think it looks cool. Like, you know, oh, the mech definitely looks cool. The mecha, the mech looks cool. Like, don't get me wrong. That's really dope. Uh, so, but yeah, like, so yeah, that, that's cool. But breaking the internet was a bit much. 
the skins that they showed after that though were like in my opinion more internet breaking like like the gargoyle winston is really dope really cool and his gun is like a like a old style like it looks like a stone you know pillar that you would see on like a castle that has gargoyles you know what i mean like it was super cool yeah I have to check that out. I didn't check out his gun. But yeah, like the Winston one's good. Now, if you want to talk about internet breaking, the May one was closer to internet breaking, in my opinion. That's the one I've heard the most about. When May people- showed some leg. <laughs> showed some legs like that is there. The one, that's the one that people have talked the, the most about. Like everybody, when they post that one, I see this is breaking the internet, you know. <laughs> It would, it would, it's just funny. Like, I'm pretty sure just like, I can't, I can't do it with these people. I can't, <laughs> I can't win with these people, but the, the main one's cool. uh, Roadhog was super cool too, man. Yes. The Roadhog one is really cool. Like I'm probably going to like, I'm, I'm definitely buying the Roadhog one. At least I'm definitely buying that one. I, that the Winston one. And for the Roadhog one, it's like he had, it's called toxic and he's like wearing a toxic suit, but his head, he has a, uh, a helmet on and it's filled with this green liquid and it's just like a skull in there. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, it's not, yeah, it, it looks really cool. Like definite, I, I do like the road dog one. It's a definite, uh, Bane vibe, you know, Bane from, uh, the Batman series. Yeah. Now the brick one I think is funny. Because it is called Riot Police. And in a game of Overwatch, she is definitely the fun police. The fun stops when Brig Brig comes out. I'm like, that is a bit on the nose. It looks cool, too. Don't get me wrong. I think think the the Riot Police uh, uniform looks, looks really cool. Um, but it's at the same time, like, that's just funny because she is the fun police. I think it's only right. And I don't know if this is in there, but she should have sirens. Just like the diva cop one, and it yeah. should go off when she uses her ultimate, and like it her should. staff or her uh, mace should maybe have a siren on it. <laughs> but you know what? The, I I would say yes for that. But like I was disappointed that the diva mech one, the sirens didn't go off when you flew because the it makes the sound. Oh, I it thought the they did sound. go off. Huh. No, they don't go off when you fly. I mean, like maybe it's because I have my, maybe my graphics are like set to low. Maybe that's why. But oh, I don't remember ever them. I don't remember them ever going off. You just hear the sound, but that's it. The Pharaoh one. I don't know why that's a legendary. Maybe I haven't seen the weapon, so maybe the weapon looks cool. But when she puts her helmet on, which she will have her helmet on most of the time, it's like she's supposed to be like an astronaut. But it's just it's gonna look like her white, her other white. Yeah, skin. it's 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 very close to a to a recolor. Yeah. Now the one thing that I did see about the May skin though is that her her gun no longer shoots ice; it shoots bubble tea. <laughs> like that's what it shoots. Shoots bubble tea. Does it? Does it show that graphic though? Yes, it doesn't shoot like snow, like uh, cold anymore. Like it shoots bubble Weird. tea. So like, yeah, uh, it, well, it, it's actually get that then. Yeah. See those and, types of skins like that change graphics up are kind of unfair. Kind of like the Reinhardt skin where his hammer down says touch, uh, touchdown. Like that's a little unfair because it's a different voice line. So your right. brain's listening for hammer down, hammer down. And he says it, you know, same with the Hanzo one that uh, says a different thing and makes a different noise. Uh, yeah. It's It's kind of like, a little bit competitively suspect because of that 
I think that they should have an option. I've thought about this for a while. I don't think I've actually ever said it on the show, though. But I think they should have an option to force default skins and voice lines. Like, that should be an option that you press. I can almost guarantee you that most competitive players would select. Would, yeah, we would definitely do that, just like we turn all of our, our graphics down. The game looks amazing, but we'd never see that part of it because we're always playing comp. Exactly, and it would help with, you know, skins that kind of look similar to each other between different you know, characters. I know like um I'm about to bring up Unreal, so you might want to drink, Bob. <laughs> Back when we used to play UT, we had a mod that allowed you to change the color of the skins. And I used to set the skin colors for my enemies to bright pink. And cause nothing there was nothing in Unreal that was bright pink. Like you would always see them. They could be on the other side of the map. And you just see this little pink icon, you know, going across the screen. I'd love and, to have that for yeah. Apex Legends. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like, you used to, like you know, you used to be able to do that, and we, we you could change your hit sounds if you wanted to, and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I think if you could force default skins, you could force uh, you know default sounds. That would be good for competition. I'm surprised they haven't put that in there because like it's it it's interesting because people told me about these rain eve eve effects in the. Uh, most recent uh, uprising and like I had to turn my graphics back up just to, to see it because I didn't yeah. even know they were there. Yeah. Like I knew it was supposed to be raining, but I turned, I turned the graphics back up. I was like, Oh, this is it. I was like, okay, let me turn my graphics back. <laughs> <laughs> I did you it know, for the so. ambiance of it. Cause I don't, I don't really try to beat it on the hardest one. I just go through a couple times, try to play each character really have it shoot been into those like a big time like a lot of people are but i right, you yeah. know when i do it i want it to be kind of cinem cinematic so that was the first right. time i turned my graphics up in a long time yeah me too like i usually you know if you, if you play on pc and you don't play with the graphics on low you're doing yourself a disservice i mean i have if a, you play a pretty, competitively if you play competitively yeah I mean, I have a pretty boss rig. I mean, I play, all, you know, regular games on high or ultra settings. But when it comes to Overwatch, turn all that shit off. Well, and Save just, well, it's something else. Like, I played with high graphics when I first started. And I remember playing Symmetra early on. And I was hiding Symmetra turrets behind uh, window blinds that would open and close. Yeah. And what I didn't know is with graphics turned down, those are just gone. So if you have graphics yeah. up, people can actually hide things behind more, uh, more stuff in the environment. And so you're, yeah, I mean, I guess you're just always doing yourself a disservice in a competitive game by by having those up. Yeah, you run the minimums. I mean, even when I used to play CS, people used to run these scripts that would turn everything down. Like it'll turn all the textures down in the map, but it would keep the textures of the enemies high. And what that would do is like it'd be much easier to see enemies in the map, <laughs> you know. Yep. So, yep. That's a, that that as a thing across the board in competitive games. There's also some new dances. There's three dances, I think, but I only remember seeing one for Baptiste and one for Ash. You're missing the best one, man. Which one is like? Who's the third? <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. It was the a hammer one. Dance, that's right. Dude. Yeah, oh, it's so good, dance, yeah. dude. He jumps out of the ball and he dances. Back and forth on the ball where the ball like kind of has just this regular beat and he just right, dances yeah. across the top. It's so good. Yeah, that's funny. I, I did that as well. I was like, I know I'm missing one. 
somebody will know. Bob knew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Baptiste. I really thought, you know, like he'd have some moves, but his dance is pretty. Uh, he does the little lame point. Why, why would he have moves, Bob? Why would he have moves? Uh, I think I just dug myself into a hole, didn't I? <laughs> no reason at all. I just, he seemed like a cool guy, so I thought he'd have some moves. Yeah, he just looks like somebody that can dance, right, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> looks like somebody that knows, that knows the beat, you know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they, like, I do think, I do like the skins. I do kind of feel like, because the skins are so good, I was like, they probably held back the skins from like, cause I, I thought that I thought them adding new skins every year would be a, like kind of a thing that they did in January to keep people coming back. Because I thought that was awesome because even, like, you know, after overwatch came out, it was great that we were getting these skins in the events, but the problem was that you had to, you could only get it during the event and you had to wait for the event to come back to get them again. And that's kind of frustrating. And then, bam, Super we get these Blizzard World scans. Yeah, we get these Blizzard World scans. It's like, well, he's in that game the whole time. Like, that's awesome. That's something to work for. And I think some of these skins are probably skins that they were going to do that with in January again and then just held on to them. And that's a, that's a bit disappointing. Like, some of these skins, like, I'd love for these legendary skins just be in the game all the time and have something to work for. You know, because yeah, right them, now, go ahead, have go them, ahead. Have them periodically go down in price. And just like the biggest thing for me is like the smartest way to do it was always to, you know, wait until the last day of the e the event just in case you pulled one of those out of a loot of a loot box. And what ends up happening to me, and if it happens to me, I guarantee it happens to like people that aren't just like living and breathing Overwatch, they forget to buy the skin. And then you have That's to wait a year for it. That's exactly what happened to me with uh, um, this last archives event. Like, I forgot that it was ending because I kind of just stopped, stopped following it, and uh, it, it ended. And um, yeah, that's I, I forget. I can't even remember the skin that I was gonna get too. But now it's like, well, now I have all these these new. There's no way I'm gonna get all of these legendaries. I'm not gonna make enough credits. I'm not gonna get enough loot boxes, especially because every event item is available in these loot boxes. It's just too much. If you buy yourself a 50 pack, you're just doing yourself a disservice. The the chances of getting these these legendaries is low. If they want to have it to where it is, you know, periodical, then at least let you buy the skins for that event until the new event starts. So the event's over, you can no longer get it out of a loot box, but you still have time to buy it for the price that they have it up they have it up there as that way you would almost never forget because you, you know, wouldn't be waiting at that point because you're not going to get it out of a loot box that is not a bad idea be another reason is because they could instead of just having these events that only last a few weeks just make them seasons we know events come every other month every the events happen every two months just turn on the event at, at one month let it ride for two for those months and then you know right on to the next event just right on to the next event and right on to the next event and make them seasons instead. That that's a I think that'll be the best thing that they can do. Gives you more time to get the skin. I doubt people so because what happens with the events, let's be honest. An event will pop up, you get a surge in traffic. You get a surge of people kind of coming back, but they'll play the event for like a week. Maybe, 
maybe play for a day more than likely and then they go away again back yep. to apex legends or whatever game they're playing right now you know just keep the event up for the entire season because then they may, then they might get reminded like oh yeah, maybe I will play some Overwatch. I'll get that skin. I think that'd be much better if they just turn it into seasons. There's no reason for them not to. Yeah, you know, I don't. So. I don't get that that part either. Yeah, so I guess we'll see. But uh, yeah, let's move on from the year three anniversary. Let's talk about the uh, the no two 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 for stage three owl or, or the reported that there will be no two 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 lock because it was you know and Bob you you follow the owl news more than I do. Definitely. But even I heard that it was heavily suggested that there will be two 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 for stage three of the Overwatch League. So yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, it was heavily hinted across Slasher, one of the biggest leak uh, leak boys in the Overwatch scene. Uh, Slasher had really made it sound like it was going to happen. Jeff, in multiple times talking to streamers, had hinted at it. Said he loves the idea. Uh, Monte Cristo had tweeted at different DPS players saying, hey, just hang on. Next stage will be better. And these are DPS players that either aren't playing or are are like stuck in Brigitte jail. And so it really looked like it was going to happen. I was hearing from sources that it was on the table. It looked like it was going to happen. And then, ha- and then Halo of Thoughts comes out. Now, this is probably... The second most popular leak uh, leak boy in the Overwatch scene, and he has a pretty good track record of being right. Uh, he comes out and says, "You know, no two 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 for stage three. Um, the Outlaws, which is funny, put out a tweet right after that said, "Hey, if we get ten thousand retweets, Jeff will put in two 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 roll lock for stage three. Within minutes, they had two hundred and ten. But a few minutes after that, it was gone, deleted. If you if you want to see it, there's a screenshot of it up on your Overwatch's Twitter. Um, but yeah, a lot of teams wanted it. It definitely was on the table from what I'm hearing. It looked like it was going to go through. I, I don't have any, no one has told me why it didn't. But it seems like there were a handful of teams that did not want it. They did see a big, like they did see a big surge on the stage two finals, which might have played in to them not going through this, like through with this change. But boy, man, if you've listened to Watchpoint Radio for a long time, you will know that I am a confirmed Blizzard fanboy and give them a lot of slack. But I was pissed. I was hot. I tweeted more in the next four hours after reading that article that I tweeted probably the whole month prior, I was so mad because like, I'm not really mad about the game. Like I would like two, two, two in the game just because I think it would make the game better in the long run for balancing. They would have to balance towards a two, 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 which would just infinitely make it less hard. But I was really upset because Goats is the strongest comp in the Overwatch League. And there's only two teams that are ex that are experts at running it. There's then, you know, that's the S tier. Then New York is the A tier. And then the B tier consists of like eight teams. And then everybody else is C and B B low as far as it goes with goats. And I just wanted to see it change in the Overwatch League because I want to see growth and 
I enjoy watching goats. I enjoy playing goats. Like I'm a ride maid. Like I get to be the hero of the team. But I don't know that the average viewer enjoys that as much as seeing Genji get a 4K. Like Genji getting a 4K is like excitement where you jump out of your chair, you know, having a well-performed uh, Shatter Diva Bomb is like not as exciting for the average viewer. So that's why I was upset. And I was just, you know, they, the excuses that have been given by people are like, it's a rule change. But I mean, honestly, every patch that changes characters is kind of a rule change. Uh, there are teams that formed in season one, paid people a lot of money, expecting DPS to play. And then these guys that have spent countless hours practicing DPS are now playing crappy Brigittas. Like there's only a handful of good Brig Br uh, Brigitta play in the league. And it's because these guys aren't Brigitta players. They like they're Genji players. They're, they're widow players. And I just think it's unfair to them. And I really just think that two, two, two should have been in the overwatch league to start. You know, like the NFL, you have to have five down linemen. There's no changing that. Like, it it's okay to have those types of stip stipulations. And I've ranted on a few different podcasts now. Push the point, which is I guessed it on, which is your podcast on mash those buttons. Also, I just I get I get hot about it, man. I get really hot about it because I just think it would have made viewership better. But what did you think about it? <laughs> well, you know, so I, uh, you know, some people think that I'm like anti two two two. I'm not anti two two two. I just think there's better ways to fix the problem. So you know, when you when you talk about it, you're you're approaching it from like an Overwatch League, you know, kind of perspective, and because uh, well, there are and, benefits to it, and and a game and design pers right. perspective. You go to two two two, yeah, Briggs broke. So yeah, we can't play her till she gets re reworked, but that's fine. We'll be fine without seeing Brig for a little while. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like right, just yeah. a game designed, if you have to just say, okay, well, this character needs to play against, you know, two tanks, two DPS, and two heals, you're just you're taking the variables and cutting them by well over half. Right. Like it like having a like forcing two to two would there, there's no argument against the fact that it would definitely help with character balance 100 percent, and there are quite a few characters that have to be completely reworked just to make them work in in, in this uh in the current comp well not in the current comp but in that, uh, in in, in, a, in a state where you are locked into 222 um so yeah i mean i i would prefer and we touched on it earlier i i prefer the the lobby uh, system versus uh, a, a queue, uh, basically a role queue, right? Because I don't think it fixes the problems with the community. I think it fixes more problems in the pro scenes and in the high competitive scenes than it does with the community. Uh, main reason, like, okay, fine. Two, two, two role queue, you queue up. Uh, they're not going to have six roles, right? They're going to have three roles. They're going to have yep, tank, they're going to have three. damage, they're going to have support. Well, I mean, because so, like right now, you can sometimes, like in a bunker cop, Dallas did, has done really well on Paris defense point one, running two main tanks. 
Orissa right. and Winston. And the Winston is just to mess with them while the bunker just destroys them. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. So, like, you know, you're going to have, let's say you, you queue up for a tank roll, right? But you play Zarya. Well, guess what? They queue up with somebody else who plays Zarya, you know? And now, what, are you going to play a shitty main tank because you don't play Ryan that well? You don't play Winston that well? You can barely play a hog. You're not that great a diva. You got to your rank by playing Zarya. That's the yep. same situation you have now you know where people they try and that's that that's the three anime you know in the same team problem. situation that we the problem right you still have to worry about the fact that you know i like i know people who can play ryan really well can't play winston can't play arissa i know people who can like shit on you as hog but they fucking suck as diva <laughs> you know like and yep. that's that's the thing you know that's why you know that's you know two to two would definitely help, especially think, in the it, it would definitely help in many situations. I just think if they're gonna put a system in place, just do the the lobbies instead. But go ahead. Well, I think if they did put a roll lock and a you know a roll queue into existence, it would change like the advice that we give to people. Because remember, we'd always told people you know. You know, when you're starting out, get good at one tank, one DPS, and one and one heal. Well, now it'd be like, well, what do you want to play? You want to play tank, get good at the tanks. You know, get good at at least one main tank, at least one uh, off uh, off tank first, then branch out. Same with the heals. The DPS would be, you know, a little bit more of a problem uh, as far as specializing because there's just so many more characters, but... It would right. definitely change the mindset of what you have to do to be success successful when queuing solo. It would be. At the same time, though, like even in the same role, I'm just going to pick on tanks again. You know, it's the easiest. But, you know, so each play, tank plays kind of differently, right? Like, um, for example, Winston is a very tactical tank, I would say, because you don't have to be very mechanical with him. Because his he has he has cleave, you know, he has cleave damage, uh, and you the know you just have to know. Pretty mechanical though. To a like, degree, like, at the higher levels, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Like, what, at the, at the, what, what you're getting into: short jumps, mid jumps, long jumps. Like, right. That's, a, that's I, I a, still that's, fuck up short uh, short jump because it just feels weird to hit S when I'm jumping. Right. But yeah, so like in uh, Winston, you can get like you can get away with if you're playing like you know gold platinum, you can get away with. You know, knowing when to jump in, knowing when to put your shield down. You know how many people I see jump and still put their shield out while they're in the air? Come on, man. Yeah, it's 2019. It's, 20, <laughs> it's 2019. Stop doing that shit. <laughs> Come on. But like, you know, knowing to do that versus, let's say, Zarya, who no matter what rank you play at, if you can't aim, you're not doing shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're not doing yeah, anything with her. For her. Tracking's huge for her versus like Reinhardt. That's also kind of, in my opinion, pretty tactical. When do you have your shield up versus when do you swing? When do you shatter? When do you charge? How far away should you charge? Like he's not super mechanical either. But then you have Roadhog, who's a bit who's definitely more mechanical. Well, Rissa is she's like a combination of tactics and mechanics. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. The different tanks play in different ways, and their knowledge doesn't necessarily transfer from one to the other. Definitely you know? not. Like, and it's weird because 
So let's talk main tanks. Let me point out who the main tanks are for someone who doesn't know. Reinhardt, right. Arissa, Monkey, Ball. Okay. Those three tanks play extremely different. And you would think Arissa and Ryan might be similar. Not even close. I mean, not mm. even close. Like Arissa, like your damage is kind of bonus in a lot of uh, situations. Um it helps, but like you, your biggest thing is shield placement and the proper use, depending on who's on your team, but usually the proper use of your halt. Uh, the halt's the one that pulls them, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's extremely important. Whereas with if you're playing Rhine and you're not getting some good damage, you probably should just be switching to Orissa. You know what I mean? Like, so, and they, and then Monkey. Monkey is a lot of crouching around a corner, waiting for people to come in. And um, Monkey is a lot like you do more by doing less. Like you don't want to jump in and be the person leading your team in a lot of the times, unless you have a diva and you're not jumping into their team, you're jumping into the back line. And then Hammond, Hammond, I'll let you know when I figure out Hammond. Dude, like you said (laughs) he's a main tank. I'm like, yo, I refuse to call him a main tank below diamond. I refuse to. (laughs) People have a really tough time understanding how to use him as a main tank and how to be effective. It's hard. Yeah. It's, it's not the simplest thing. And you know, I I get, I mean, I was able to take, I was able to take him into the diamond like border almost, but I couldn't cross the threshold with him because I'm missing a link. I gotta, I gotta play him with Deathblow around so he can tell me what I'm doing wrong or something like that. <laughs> like, you know? Deathblow's in the same boat as me, where he has really good days and really bad days. Uh, uh, I play actually has gotten pretty good at him, but like, he's just like I'm trying to learn, but Yankee always tr- tries to make me go off of him. He's like, "Well, Bob, we can only win with a really good Hammond," and I'm like, "Well, how am I gonna get really good if you don't let me play him?" <laughs> like, you know, it's, well, actually- it's just really, it's. It's really hard to know what you should do and when you should do it. Uh, Omnic Lab just recently did a uh, going deep with him, and that actually, I'm excited. I just listened to it today. I'm excited to try out some of the things that I heard there. Right, dude. I'm not sure if you I, uh, you noticed, but the last time we played, like uh, with the with the stack, you played him. We were playing Paris. I was like playing Sombra. You were playing Hammond. And Yankee kept telling you what to do, but you weren't doing it. I think you were so focused on playing Hammond, you were not paying attention to what you were saying. Yeah, sometimes (laughs) I can't. When I'm super focused, sometimes I just can't hear somebody saying. And Yankee's oftentimes, his mic's really low. He lives with a lot of people, and he can't just, you know, like, talk loud. And But, yeah, Hammond's, like, I'm just now getting to the point to where I can listen because the mechanics were so hard for me in the beginning, like just all the different things, like where to put your grapple, like all, all those things matter a ton. Yeah, and yeah. it's, it's definitely been the most challenging character for me to learn to date. Right. And that's actually why when I do, and sometimes I feel a little bad about this, especially when I'm first learning a character, but when I'm learning a character, I turn off voice comms. I turn off chat too. So that I can focus specifically on learning the mechanics of that character. And once I have the mechanics down to a degree of mechanics and the tactics a bit, uh, and once I have that down, then I'll hop into 
uh, you know, voice comms or I'll hop in the chat at that point because what you're going to get on comm sometimes is like not all that helpful. But in in your case, it actually was it was helpful what he was telling you to do. I, I think that was the night. Was that the night I was playing like crap and I was like, all right, guys, I'm out. No, that and wasn't the, that one. They were like, yeah, we're just not doing this. I'm like, no, I don't think that was a problem. I was like, <laughs> problem's me. And then I just clicked out. Like I was so mad that I was I think messing that up was so the week, bad. That was like the week before. This week we actually did pretty decent. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, yeah. This I mean, week we killed it. I shouldn't have been playing on that account during that game either, like during that night either, because I was like, I started the night at like twenty seven hundred and ended at like twenty nine fifty. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we, yeah. we won a bunch of those games. That that was a cool, that was a cool night. I think I did end the night with like, I was drinking, so I was like, all right, guys, I'm in full red heart mode now. I'm all, <laughs> I'm all, all muscle memory. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean. Then not having the two 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 for a stage three, like I, the the thing is like, on one point on, on one side of it, I'm like, well, I don't necessarily want two two anyway. But the thing that I want, I think, is actually a bit more far fetched for the developers to actually do. I don't think they'd have they'd 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 implement it simply because I think they'd be afraid of isolating players or like scaring players away from playing comp. But I think the community will be a bit a bit better than that. Like if they can hit a button. And it takes them into a, a pregame lobby where they can at least talk it out. Or what given what a pregame lobby would do is it allows you to have a bit I, I think I mentioned earlier, it allows you to have a bit more control about who you play with. Because right now you have no control over who you play with. So you can control who you play with a bit more and your game quality be better. But I think that the that the Blizz devs will be a bit worried that it's, you know, well, people don't want to do that. People just want to get into the game really fast, but that's that's anti competitive. <laughs> you know, that's that that's actually not competitive. You do have a little bit of control of who you don't play with, at least. Like you still do have the avoid a, a player. Three of them, yes. Yep. <laughs> For now, I think they're looking to increase it a bit more, maybe to five. Ooh, like you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like what happens when I need to avoid my whole team? <laughs> you know, like what happens? But yeah, um, I, I, th- I think I've gotten over my anger at the no two two two, and right, you know, like the. Uh, the the one tricks that just got into contenders clockwork vendetta path to pro got in contenders one tricks like there's a guy that just plays torb on attack defense everything i mean it's hilarious orissa torb hog i think symmetra and they made it into contenders and everybody's losing their shit like they're just like how does a team of one tricks make it into contenders and it's like it kind of goes back to what I've been saying on our recap forever. Teams just need to like play their players at what they're good at and see where they can get. But the problem is, there's Absolutely. so much money involved in the Overwatch League. I think most teams are scared. Yeah, and you know, we talked about this before because you know this is something that I've uh, talked about on the show before. But Blizzard changes the game so much; they balance the game so much that it doesn't make a ton of sense for these pro teams to try to come up with new strats or try to find ways around the best meta because they know in a few weeks or in, in the Overwatch League's case, in the next stage, there might be like, there'll be a balance. There'll be a balance change. They know they're, 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 uh, you know, either the meta is going to stay the same or it's going to shift to something else. So just let it, you know, let the devs balance it. You know what? 
you might be on to something here. That might be why we're not seeing any changes. Maybe coaches fought back with the league and said, listen, if you change it constantly, we can't develop new strategies. Maybe, I, I don't know, this is tinfoil hat, but maybe this is them giving coaches a chance to iterate on the exper- the experimentation that happened in stage two, because there was a lot of experimentation. Kind of died out, but like yeah. there was a lot. That's the way it should be. Like, you know, the, in my opinion, the pro scene should be shaping the meta, right? People should be copying the pro scene to determine, well, what should we be playing on ladder? But goats came from contenders. Yep. <laughs> you know goats came like, from the team called goats. Yeah, goats came from the team called goats. Goats came from contenders. And dive was being played in, you know, the on Overwatch ladder before the overwatch league so that's why dive was so popular you know i think the overwatch league is bigger i think the i think most teams are under either understaffed or staffed with people that aren't truly for that role lots of ex-players that you know like how many ex-players do you see as coaches in the nf in the nfl it's not a lot because usually it doesn't translate. Like, right. I mean, normally coaches are people that are studying the game. They're analytical minds. They're not the ones clicking heads. I mean, definitely, I'm not saying players can't become coaches. I'm just saying it takes a different type of mind to really dive into what could work. You know, like, I mean, we see it in our six, uh, in our, in our six decks. Sometimes I have really good ideas the people just shoot down because they say it isn't good because they're going by the rules of the of the meta and i'm just coming up with an idea of what we could do with the team that we have and the strengths right, right. that we have and i mean you've seen it before like the one time i called that uh we were getting destroyed on junkertown i'm like all right guys double shield bastion Moira, we've got, (laughs) you know, we've got four people. Let's do that. And we ended up like, like having over six minutes left after capturing, like capturing point three. And I was just thinking about the four people we had and what strengths we could use. And it worked out. I think at the pro level, it gets compounded even higher. And they're just like, we can't try this. That's crazy. You know, and they just don't even think about it. And they basically put put blinders on. And I think that's the biggest problem with the Overwatch League and contenders. You have people trying to make a name for themselves. So they're willing to take a chance. Right. Yeah. I think you, you see some of the most interesting playing contenders. I and mean, when I went to the, uh, the, the fusion, I want to call it the homestead, but it's not called the homestead. They called it like the, uh, the, the homecoming. I think the fusion homecoming last year. Um, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure they did one this year, but I didn't go, but they had a tournament there uh, for players and, and the winner really got into to the contenders team, right? They got a tryout to the contenders team. Like the entire yeah. winning team, they all got the tryout for the contenders team. And um they uh there there were some there are some some uh strategies that I saw, not just compositions, but strategies. Like there was this one where they were playing on Hana, not Hanamura, uh Hollywood, and they completely faked out the defending team. Like they really the defending team really thought they had gone behind the fight is what we're talking about. First point, you go through the archway and they thought they had gone behind to the back steps and they waited just long enough 
to fake the team out and get them to go behind the car in the other way. And they just all came around and rolled right on top of them. And yep. I was like, wow, that was that was really good because they people do try to, you know, they do try to uh, do things differently. And when you're playing games like that, where you're not playing against everybody who are professionals, you're like, I can get this guy to make a mistake. You know, <laughs> you know yep. what I'm saying? It, it's and a little bit of a different story. I mean, honestly, I think you can get professionals to make mistakes because the Vancouver Titans, the, you know, the most winningest team in, in season two of the Overwatch League, they struggle uh, against uh, the Chengdu Hunters, which is a, which is a 500 team, like a 50-50 win team. But the Chengdu Hunters play such a weird style there's right. no one to scrim to practice it. And so they've right. actually given up maps to Chengdu hunters who, is, who, who, who are definitely not as good of a team. And it's because they don't know how to play up against that strategy. So I think, I think the biggest problem is just people are afraid of losing their jobs in the Overwatch League, and they're just going to do what everyone else does. And it's kind of a bummer, but, you know, like... I don't know what to do about it because I'm I'm sure if I was in the pos- the position I'd be scared to lose my job too. But and I think it's unrealistic to think just because you're not winning championships that you're going to lose your job. I mean, how many coaches on in NBA, NFL, MLB teams they don't win championships, but they still keep their job? Look at Andy Reid with the Eagles. How long yeah. did he keep his job? You know, and <laughs> it was like you know, it wasn't until they really started having really bad seasons. Like back to back, they're like, okay, Andy, you got to go, you know. Yep. Um, but that's the thing. Like, it's not. I, th- I think most of their jobs will be okay as long as they're, because there can only be one champion. We know that only can be one champion. So if as long as you are, as long as your team is winning, winning enough to keep your fans satisfied, to keep them on edge, just at least give them hope next season, next season, next season. It's only the bottom teams I think will really have issues. Like, oh yeah. These guys got to go. These coaches got to go because we have no chance until these guys, until we replace these coaches and these players. Those are the guys. And I don't, that's not most of the league, you know? Yeah, At least I don't think so. The league works around profit sharing. So that's what makes it okay to have a team. You know, that's what makes it financially okay to have a team that isn't winning everything. Like, with that, you're able to still survive, and then you prosper on your really good years. But like, right? You, you know, like that's not the biggest thing. The Shanghai Dragons were one of the most popular jersey sales last year, and yes, it could be China, but they were one of the most popular in the USA too. Well, they because were the they were the lovable, sure. yeah, they were the lovable losers. Yeah, and like you, you just wanted them to win one. You just yep. wanted them to win one. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so so there's there's definitely you don't have to you don't have to win and you don't have to win to keep your job. I think just I honestly think just teams are either understaffed or have people that really just aren't going to do that. They're just you know, they're meta slaves and that's unfortunate because this is where we could see some really cool stuff. And I think it it should be where we see the cool stuff, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so, but all right, let's, uh, let's start. Let's move into our, our final bits here. There's no community questions, uh, this week. 
And uh, we don't really have any announcements. I, I do want to just, you know, if you haven't listened to Push the Point yet and you listen to and you like Overwatch League, I highly suggest you listen, you, uh, you know, listen to Push the Point. It's a good show to the point that I don't watch Overwatch League, but I still find it interesting. I yeah, do not. Yeah. I don't edit that show at 1.5 speed. <laughs> yeah, uh, and me, Totem and Ed and Ednar were on it uh, this last week and it was a good time. Uh, Labosco is one of the most popular episodes we ever had. Uh, when he recorded with me at the grand opening, he also has an extraordinary mind for Overwatch. He knows a ton of contenders' talent, which is which is really nice. And you know, like if I had had a spot on, uh, if if I had had a spot on Owl Recap. I would have poached him that day. So he's definitely right. a talent. <laughs> Ramsey's is like the first time I podcasted with him, he was a little rough as far as his tech side, like as far as having his mic correct and having his camera correct. But I just saw from the beginning that he was definitely a talent. And so like, that's why I introduced him to you. Cause I thought you could help him with the other stuff. And like, it really it has just come together to be an awesome show. Yeah, like it's just it's not just another like it's not like just like a stat show or a recap show. They kind of talk about the different storylines that are happening inside the league. So it's actually really cool. Would highly recommend it. So definitely check it out. You could any anywhere you find this show, you at this point you can you can find push the point there as well. Uh we do have the community episodes recorded, so they will be out soon. I was hoping to have them out this month, but since this month ends, no, we do have one more week in this month. So next week, it should uh, I should have at least one of the community episodes out. Maybe have them both in the same recording, depending on how the editing goes. But you, you should have something by uh, next week. We are looking for people. I mean, we're always looking for ideas for community episodes. So if you have one, even if we can't get you on the on the next batch of community episodes, you know, hit us with your idea, what you want to talk about. And then we'll, uh, you know, we'll set you up for a community episode and always like talk about the rank roles in discord. More and more people are coming into discord and hopping on the rank roles and trying to find groups. So you guys are more than welcome to hop into our discord. Even if you're playing on Xbox or PS4, check out the PC LFG channel. That's that's the channel that has the instructions on how to join a rank role. And, you know, you should roll. If you have any problems, just, you know, uh, you know, shout for me in the Discord. And I'll, I should appear sometime in the next 24 hours. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, we'd love to have you in the Discord and uh, play sometime. Uh, let's see. The next Xbox game night should be on May 31st. I haven't heard otherwise. So it should be on May 31st. I'm going to try to make that. And then I know the PS4 guys had a game night recently. Uh, and I have to check with uh, with Death Squad to see when their next one is going to be. And uh, normally we do stream the show every Tuesday. We've been streaming at Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But I think that's a little bit too late for Kendra's bedtime. We might have to start streaming earlier again, which is mostly my fault. I mean, I just got to get home a little earlier, so we'll see. But we usually do record and stream on Tuesdays at twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. We'd love to have you in the audience when we record. Uh, we want to hear about your Overwatch stories, so I'm, I'm going to give our contact info here in a little bit. And like I mentioned before, we do have a PS4 community and an Xbox One Club. They're both called Watchpoint Radio Overwatch, and you can find those on their respective platforms. And discord.me slash mash those buttons. We'd love to have you join us on our Discord and come and chat or play some games with us, all right? And, and uh, if you, you know, need friends. If you need yeah, friends. and if you need friends. <laughs> it's just instant friends. Everybody's very, very friendly. 
Everybody's friendly. So I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, you can catch the show on twitter.com slash watchpoint radio. Bob, why don't you give me your social media info? Uh, yeah, you can find me weekly on Al Recap on any podcatcher. You can find me youtube.com slash Al Recap. It's been growing lately, which I'm still trying to grow it, but slow moving. You can find me personally at blazin underscore Bob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B. I'd like to thank you again, Josh. Thanks, thanks for having me on. I wish we could do this more, but I'm usually busy on Tuesday nights. It sucks. You've yeah, asked a no. couple times, and I was so happy you asked me today because I was like, fuck yeah, I can. <laughs> yeah, glad to have you back. It was definitely a good time. Yeah, yeah dude, you, we are a good team, man. Duh, we are a good team. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so you can find me on twitter.com slash church of jaw. That's my Twitter account. Like I said, you can find also when I do stream other stuff besides Overwatch, I'm still you can still find me streaming on twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. Uh, I encourage you guys to reach out to us. Like I said, we want to hear about your Overwatch story. So if you want to reach out to us, you can email us at wprmashthosebuttons.com or you can reach out via Twitter or on Discord. Those are generally the best places to reach us. All right. And if you enjoy the show and you want to help us out, the best way to do that is to share the show with others and to rate and review the show on your podcast platform of choice. And if you want to take your support a bit further, you can become a Patreon, which is at patreon.com slash watchpoint radio. You can buy merch from our Teespring store, which is teespring.com slash store slash match those buttons. Or you can become a Twitch subscriber, which is twitch.tv slash match those buttons. And I encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear about our other shows. And with that, we are done. Once again, thank you very much, Bob, for coming back on the show. And, you know, my pleasure. It's so much fun. An episode. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we'll catch you guys next week. We out. Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to subscribe to one of our shows, you can find us on multiple podcast platforms across iOS and Android. Just search for the show on a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and hit subscribe. If you can't find us on your favorite podcast platform of choice, just go right to the MashThoseButtons.com website, grab the RSS feed, and put it into your podcatcher of choice. If you want to check out some other podcasts you may enjoy, you should check out mashosbuttons.com slash shows. For World of Warcraft fans, we have two podcasts, WoW Talk, which is our news and community podcast, and The Torn and the Goblin, which is our lore and story podcast. If you enjoy Overwatch, make sure to check out Watchpoint Radio to keep up with the latest on Overwatch and its community. If you enjoy fighting games, make sure you check out Double Tap for the latest in the FGC. If you're a fan of The Division or looking forward to The Division 2, make sure you check out Sit Rep Radio. If you want to keep up with the latest that mash those buttons, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mtbsite, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, and youtube.com slash mash those buttons. We'd also like to have you join our Discord community. So just go to discord.me slash mash those buttons and join us for a chat. Once again, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.